water, earth, fire, air. Welcome to Bending the Elements. A production by the Novice Latest Podcast. With your hosts, Caleb and Isaac. Podcast about all things Avatar. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I guess, uh, ladies and gentlemen, all those in between, I should say. And those unaffiliated. To Bending the Elements, an Avatar podcast. And welcome to Book Two, Chapter Four, The Swamp. And I'm very excited to get to this one. I think we've made some some hints in the past and spoiler sections that we both enjoy swamp benders. So I'm happy to uh, discuss them finally, properly. Let us begin. Timestamp zero, legally or illegally purchased copies, or else the swamp's coming for you, mates. <laughs> oh, but hey, what about that summary? Oh, yes. Yes, I cannot forget the summary. Please, our friend from the other channel, the Swamp Thing, shall insert himself into this. <laughs> And talk about this. After a brief side trail with Zuko and Iroh that we'll discuss during the episode, we jump to the skies to catch up with our buds on an air bison as Team A soars through the heavens in search of their next adventure. But it seems the adventure finds them this time round, as Aang feels compelled to land in a swamp they're passing over, feeling as though the long wetlands is calling to him. Katara and Sokka feel concerned about the energy coming off the swamp, and when they persuade him to ignore the call, the swamp reaches up with a swirling tornado to pull them into its grasp. Aang tries to use his airbending to pull them to safety, but to no avail, and down they go into the wild green yonder. Aang, Katar, and Sokka find themselves separated from Appa and Momo, and the differing groups find the swamp terrain rather difficult to navigate. For the human side of the group, they begin to sense that there's more life to the swamp than just the bugs and creepy eyes they see in the distance. But this doesn't become fully clear until they're attacked by a series of vines creeping out of the mist and separating the three of them. The three begin to see strange visions in the swamp. For Katara, she sees a vision of her mother. For Sokka, a ghostly image of the deceased Princess Yue. And for Aang, a young girl in a dress, accompanied by a flying pig. And over with Appa and Momo, they encounter a group of swamp-dwelling waterbenders, that are looking to make a meal out of our two furry friends. A chase ensues, and Momo is captured. Chasing after, or fleeing from their visions, our trio is ultimately reunited in the center of the swamp, as they find themselves under the umbrella of a great mushroom-shaped tree. But before they can enjoy their reunion too much, a creature that looks like a spirit monster shows up and attacks the group. During the fight with the spirit monster, it's exposed that underneath the mass of vines is another swamp bender, and once he hears that Aang is the Avatar, he changes his tune and guides the group to a special sitting spot on the Great Tree. And he shares with them some of his sage wisdom about life. He tells them, I am he, as you are he, as you are me, and we are all together in a great big swamp world. He says that time is an illusion, and explains that their visions were the swamp's way to show them that they're still connected to the people they've lost. And Aang realizes that his vision must have been for someone he hasn't met yet. Aang uses the connectedness of the swamp to locate Momo and Appa. They go off to save them. Noticing their shared bending abilities, the conflict with the swamp benders ends, and the group settle in for a nice dinner together. But at the end, it's determined that the swamp benders didn't cause the tornado that brought down the group. A mystery we'll discuss, as well as the brief Zuko plot, as we put on our snorkels, goggles and dive into the swamp of the swamp absolutely and just before we jump into it proper i feel i should also mention that it was written by tim hedrick who's seen several times up to this point and of course the great giancarlo volpe or volpe i don't know which one giancarlo volpe yeah it was once again behind the camera as the the director <laughs> behind the camera i guess it's not really how it works with this kind of thing well there's a camera <laughs> for animation of course there has to be that's fair 
but I guess we'll jump into the episode if everyone could go to the old timestamp zero, and we'll hit play in three, two, one, play. In a non-linear fashion. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. This is a return to us. We haven't uh, we haven't been to a swamp since Return to Swamp Thing, really. Yeah, or uh, The Empire Strikes Back. I think it's maybe one of the last times. Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's fair. We'll <laughs> talk about that later. But I mean, there's also the fact that we still got to do Man Thing as well. Yeah, we did have a little history of swamps there popping up for a while there. I feel like Crawl also had a swamp featured, and uh... yeah, that's true. <laughs> we also had a swamp. <laughs> maybe maybe Bumblebee Whistler's son. Uh, maybe Bumblebee will have a, a, a Cybertronian swamp. Hey, fingers crossed. That'd be really cool. That'd be super cool. Never see that before in Transformers. Anyways, the swamp. The swamp. Here we go. Yeah, so coming back to this one, I remembered just loving the look of it overall. And even before we get to the swamp, just seeing the, this little town at the start, I think the animation really stands out right, right away. And we cut to uh, Zuko and Iroh still living life on the lamb. And uh, this is this is another one of those little songs from Iroh that I remembered because uh, they're just sitting co- collecting coins kind of as beggars. And some rude guy comes by and is like, hey, if I'm going to give you some coins, why don't you do a little performance for me? And Iroh stands up and he does a little jig, sings a little tune. Meanwhile, Zuko's just completely humiliated. But I remember that song sticking out in my memory when I came back to this one. Uh, So... One, we're in wetlands, first of all, which means that we're near a swamp. Very saturated lands, must be below sea level, potentially. Uh, I wonder if this is where they make all their rice, given that rice is usually made in saturated fields. Flooded fields, of course. Um, Everybody, and this includes you, go to timestamp 0107. Oh, like the blue spirit sign on the uh, the passing cart? Shh. Don't tell them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you see that that's a setup oh, i guess that's fair yeah that's oh i didn't even think about that god damn all right so set up for the end but anyways maybe i got okay you know what? yeah it's it's zuko that was always wearing the hat i do not know why i thought that ang was the one that was always wearing the hat <laughs> um yeah so obviously they're kind of down their luck i you know feel for them in a way oh wow that was funny uh but yeah this guy with like dual random broadswords just shows up and demands that well okay excuse me not demands but yeah yeah it's just like hey i'm gonna get some kicks out of this and i'm gonna make this guy work uh, work for his coin which i don't think is a problem but uh in this case he threatens him with well i mean not threatens but um motivates him with uh swords at his feet yeah, and it's not so much the fact that he wants to make him work for his coin, it's the fact that it's he's like completely humiliating them. Like, ah, dance for me, monkey. I'll give you a coin. <laughs> I guess he, he said it was like a gold piece, so maybe it's a little higher than that. It was, yeah, no. If only those were easy to get in a D&D campaign. But Iroh, I mean, he he, tra- he gives it his all. He sings a little song, and then this guy's like, no, 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 not good enough. Dance, monkey starts shooting at his feet basically if, if this was in the old west <laughs> well yeah and especially specifically with like you know shooting iron he's like just ruining those blades like goodness <laughs> gracious sir like blades on stone like come on they're meant to go through flesh not through stones i was thinking the same thing i'm like wow talk about just destroying your <laughs> any swordsman is gonna or a swordsman who appreciates swords or any person who collects swords there's a word for that um would just be like flinching right now be angry at the tv like how dare you like ruin a perfectly good broadsword pair of broadswords yeah i wondered uh i wondered why zuko is so upset that must be why we know zuko likes his swords well either that or you're seeing his (laughs) uncle humiliated who knows who knows with zuko but he was certainly not having it i also got a question why their ostrich horse Mm. wasn't uh didn't wake up they seemed pretty sleepy and were like just pretty out of it like the whole time. Didn't even wake him up. So <laughs> especially with metal on stone, you'd think that would like wake him up. But nope, just fast asleep. Hey, they haven't fed that guy for days. He's probably dead. <laughs> Why not just, you know, open him up with something and just, you know, sleep. Oh, him? there you go. Especially if you're in a frozen uh, uh, swamp. Well, unless like, you know, <laughs> this whole thing froze over, maybe. <laughs> but yeah, we see... Uh... 
as the man departs, Zuko looks after him with a look of just... It's a little hard to read, but you can tell that he was definitely perturbed by that interaction. Stuck with him. Oh, I mean, just just couldn't, just couldn't have it, man. Like, just nobody, you know, nobody does that to my uncle, and those broadswords gotta be taken off of him. You've, you've ruined a good pair of broadswords, and I can't let you have those. And uh, speaking of broadswords, then we see Appa flying through the air, and... <laughs> That's a stupid uh, segue, but you could have just segued into speaking of bladed weapons. Sokka's oh. filing his machete. How do I always miss the obvious ones and just go with completely stupid ones? <laughs> I don't know. I do the same thing as well. <laughs> but yeah, we cut to the gang. They're they're flying through the air. Yeah, Sokka's just sharpening his blade, and something seems up with Aang. He seems like he's uh, called in some way. Well, that or he's phantom riding right now. You always gotta hate that. Like, you ever you ever phantom drove before? No, like like being asleep at the wheel and going on. Basically, autopilot. where you're like either your eyes are closed or you just like are staring too much and you actually fall asleep with your eyes open. So like nothing really registers. Ooh, I I feel like I've had that. Where maybe not asleep, but just like in kind of a a daze. That's that's another word for it. Yeah, and you're kind of going and you're mostly aware of what's going on, but your reaction times probably dropped pretty dramatically. Oh, I mean, totally. I mean, I've had both happen to me where there's, there's mornings going to work where I'm just, you know, didn't get enough sleep. So obviously not enough sleep results in uh, not being awake enough. Therefore uh, reaction speed going downhill. And then the same way where I'm just also like either staying awake or just trying not to fall asleep. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Back when I used to work nights driving home to Abbotsford, like 25 minute drive. Yeah, I would definitely feel super wiped out in the mornings, but but anyway, <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, it takes a, it takes a person to like drive a semi truck. Uh, I will say that to oh. go like you know across the country and all that stuff. Couldn't imagine it. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's like you know, constant driving and and not like and having to sit down as well. Like, oh, it's not good for you, mate. It's it's cer- it's certainly one thing that I think Logan got right, where one day those things will be automated. Yep, and. uh but back to the episode, um, Aang, he feels some sort of weird call from this this big wetlands, this swamp under him, and he starts thinking, hey, you know, Boomy, he did tell me as, as an earthbender I should wait and listen. Right now I'm hearing something calling me. Maybe I should obey. But Katara and Sokka are like, no way, that swamp, something seems wrong with that swamp. Let's just, uh, let's find earthbenders somewhere else. You know where the best place to find earthbenders are? A swamp. <laughs> Hey, you know, there's earth uh, under the uh, the water, and uh, you know, there's lots of mud. Yeah, exactly. The trees, and you know. um, <laughs> yeah, that's about it, actually. <laughs> Maybe some gators, and uh, yeah, some tornadoes, and oh, yeah, tornado. There we go. What are the wicked witch of the west? Some of this, actually, I don't think that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, and then they get uh, half expecting her to show up in the uh, in the bicycle. <laughs> Yeah, and I do like the animation again of the the tornado and and Aang creates like an air bubble around them, and that that stuff's pretty cool as they're like swirling around inside of it. Yeah, you'd think he'd somehow be able to like counter a tornado just by like I don't know countering the air pressure around them. Probably not. I, I'm sorry, I'm getting my tornado physics confused or science confused. <laughs> I think the immediate thing is to go towards the ground, but you can't because you're being sucked into the vortex itself. So yeah. Yeah, and they get pulled down to the ground, and in there, kind of uh, in the twirling column, the group is separated. Aang, Katara, and Sokka go one way, and then Op and Momo go the other. But um, continuing on with the, uh, the story here, <laughs> if you got to the area where um, where Sokka's got the swamp uh, leech on him, on his uh, elbow, there's a shot where he turns around and looks at Katara, and Katara's face, the animation looks really funny. Like her, uh, her eyes look like they're like way on the other side of her head. And she's got this funny, like, oh, expression, like, oh, but I'm not sure if you're around there. Uh, I'm at like 0455. So I'm. Oh, yeah, you're coming up to it. I think. I... <laughs> okay. It's pretty funny. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, 20. Oops. Uh, oh, I'm actually at five minutes. So everyone go to the five minute mark and you'll see Sokka really trying to rip a leech off of him again. As he said, bugs love him. <laughs> all of nature just you know centers around him maybe he's the avatar oh maybe maybe you don't you don't see Anne getting all this <laughs> all this love from all the little buggos and critters 
Yeah, and Aang seems perplexed. Like, what was going on with that tornado? Like, why did it pull us in here? And as the three kind of reflect on it, that's when the creepiness of the swamp brings us over to uh, the other two, Op and Momo. Certainly does his best uh, Tarzan impression, by the way. Albeit it's not in the jungle. Oh, uh, uh, Appa? I was talking about Aang, because he's swinging from vine to vine. Oh, oh, I was thinking of uh, Clayton hung up in the vines at the end. There's, there's, okay, we're going to get to that. I will, I will show you a moment where it's literally like Clayton from Tarzan 99. <laughs> sure. Don't belly flop. By the way, I got to mention that when they like impacted into the ground itself, like after the tornado flung them, how did none of them die? Yeah. You know, we're not going to talk about it. We're, we're just not going to talk about it. <laughs> hey, that water it's uh, and then the mud underneath, you know, it's like landing on a, landing on a cushion. We do realize how much like bacteria are in one of these thing places, eh? Like, yeah, it's not good. Like, it's I'm surprised they haven't gotten malaria as soon as they like set like foot, not even in the swamp, but like they flew over the area of the swamp. It's like instant malaria. Yeah, I heard this place is uh, terrible for uh, pentapox uh, infections. <sighs> yeah, same with monkeypox. I mean, yeah, the pentapox <laughs> from one pandemic to another. Anyway, um. <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately, Appa tries flying and gets you know caught in some vines, and then Momo does his best job of you know chewing through the rope like it were Return of the Jedi, and gets him out of there and immediately belly flops. Uh, probably I don't know if that hurt or not. Uh, Appa's like, let's get out of here. Yips away and seems as though either he caught onto some vines or the vines were having another had something else to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and speaking of vines, yeah, Sokka, he just seems to hate these vines. He's got his little machete out and he's just chopping them left and right. And Ang and Katara both seem a little like, hey, maybe we don't know enough about this swamp. Maybe you shouldn't be chopping those things. But Sokka, he just he just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna assume that Katara doesn't know about bending the water and the plants yet. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't seem to. Okay, neither does Aang, which is, you know what, that's fine, because, like, why would they? <laughs> yeah, and they're still pretty young. But uh, as they're, as uh, Sokka's just chopping away, we get a little bit of a horror movie shot. It feels like uh, like a Friday the 13th or something, where we get a POV, but this one has, like, creepy hair covering the vision. So that's a nice little uh, creepy image there. I like that. And I also like that the uh, the hair, like, it looks like it's, like, CGI, the motion of it. But I think it works. I think it looks cool. Yeah, I couldn't tell whether it was... I think I, at first I thought it wasn't CGI, and then I realized, oh yeah, it's CGI. Yeah. And again, they do pretty good CGI integration with this show. It helps that it was dark. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, but cutting back to Momo and Appa, uh, I like the shot of like his footprints in the mud. I think that looks good. And I like... Because um, Appa's just walking in a straight line. He gets to a branch that he can't get over. So he just collapses like, OK, I give up. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I thought that was cute. He goes flat. He goes completely flat to just be like, all right, I'm going to pancake out of this. Nope. <laughs> I was just like half expecting him to start like, you know, dragging himself like through the mud to get under this thing. Yeah, he's just completely defeated. And it's not like Momo having to step up and try to motivate him to keep going. The little whistle. Oh, you know, that's funny because I, I interpreted it as Mobile was like, oh, we just need Appa to the rescue for oh. some <laughs> stupid reason of like, he's right there. And yeah, but I think that motivation actually makes more sense, although it was a little too motivating, even too motivating for Virgil, because, <laughs> uh, well, then he makes as as Appa is um, in the form of a pancake right now uh, with Momo, you know, blasting away at the air bison whistle. Um, or bison whistle, excuse me. Uh, does he smack his tail literally like on <laughs> with great dexterity, by the way, smack yeah. it right onto the saddle and flattens Momo into a pancake also. So both of them are now uh, furry pancakes. And to be fair, maybe motivating is giving a little bit too much credit to, to poor Momo. He seems a little dim. Maybe he was just thinking, oh, where's that guy to rescue us? Like he always does. <laughs> Even though he was the one chastising him for getting caught in the vines twice. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It's like, you Nimrod, how can you let this happen twice? You look like a complete fool. Yeah, but speaking of a complete fool, we cut back to uh, Sokka. And he's still just slapping away like he's 
he gets some flies on him and he tries to kill them like again i'm telling you he's the avatar like nature is just always attracted to him and he just wants to destroy it all <laughs> and uh yeah what else do we get oh we get the swamp gas gag did you like that one uh they didn't really do much with it they just said no. like, oh swamp gas methane it smells like not good yeah it smells putrid and that's it and then like a big scream occurs yeah, just a little piece of uh, showing the, the unfriendly terrain. And I, I do think that this little bit of swamp scenes reminds me of, uh, oh, what was that one where we went and saw, um, was it the Siege of the North Part 1 or 2, when they went to the spirit world? Uh, Like, I think it was Part 2, because that was the last episode, right? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, some of this stuff was reminding me of that, just a little bit of the more creepy nature kind of a vibe yeah there's an otherworldliness to this place yeah and i'm surprised that ang wasn't thinking about it more you know that's a good point i didn't draw that comparison of like you know he he almost gets visions of going back to the spirit world again whether this seeped into our world or their world excuse me from the spirit world i don't know yeah and eventually they all the group they're like okay like it's getting pretty dark i'm getting kind of scary let's make a firing camp out and I thought this was pretty ridiculous of Sokka because there's like a mosquito or something flying around his head and he just starts like waving that machete around like they're all sitting pretty close to him like he could have easily just slapped Aang with that machete and he was waving all over the place but <laughs> don't worry unlike what Friday the 13th tells you machetes while they can pierce human skin it's not that bad okay maybe I'm <laughs> don't listen to me at all hey we've been seeing Sokka sharpen that thing left and right that's true. He was filing it after all. Yeah. Uh, novice Latest does not contone anybody trying to recreate what I just said uh, using a machete to cut themselves because that might be a bad idea. Absolutely. We won't be liable if you uh, if you try to sue us. No liability, <laughs> even though nobody signed a waiver. So you didn't hear this from me. Yeah, I'll, I'll cut that part out. <laughs> so, you know, it's what is it? It's it's. It's seven minutes in, seven minutes, 30 seconds in, and we still haven't seen the Lord of the Swamp himself. Mm. I'm just, we're waiting to, we're waiting to see him. Like he, he's a coming because we all, we all know who rules the swamps. Yeah. And what was that light again that shows up? Well, as they're sitting by the fire, uh, the fireside, excuse me, they're just, you know, sitting there and they're talking about like, yeah, the, I hear the Lord of the Swamp. He's, he's this big ogre and he's going to, he's going to come for us. Um, and this, this firefly or whatever you want to call it comes in firefly on like, um, booster juice or something like that on, (laughs) on cactus juice and just goes completely ham and well, blinds them all and shows that there are some other critters and creeps that are out in the night that go spook. (laughs) Yeah. Just watching them all surrounded by them. I was like, Ooh, that's creepy. Um, but to those same critters that we kind of, you know, deeply go into the forest or forest. Well, I guess you sure say that is, um, but in the swamp, we see that Momo and Appa are also kind of beat. They don't need mm-hmm. no fire. And, uh, one is pooped literally, maybe not literally. <laughs> and, uh, Momo is just, he's up all night. Like my, my cat is sometimes where he's just, he's just awake and he's running. Um, most likely, you know, again, all the creatures around reacting and, and acting out. So too does, uh, Momo and Mo- Appa's just had it. He's, he's done. He's, he's had it for the day. Um, once again, first he was in a cave. Now he's in a swamp. He wants out, out. I say, yeah, poor, poor Appa. But speaking of being out, we see that the gang, they've all fallen asleep back to back, which I thought was smart of them. And, uh, and then we once again see the creepy CGI uh, Friday Thirteenth hair creeping in, getting getting closer to the group until the tendrils wrap around Sokka's leg, and yeah, attack mode begins. Didn't think they would go there with this. Yeah, and then we see, um, yeah, basically a fight scene ensues. Sokka's chopping and chopping, which of course is just fueling the rage of this uh, spirit monster potentially. And yeah, the group separated. He runs off on his own while the others are still kind of trapped. Uh, well, mostly like, yeah, they all got pulled into like separate uh, directions. Yeah, that's fair. Away. 
Uh, so yeah, he gets he starts hacking away with his machete, and then Katara, uh, again realizing you know the abilities of water, being able to cut, uh, uses her well not even uses her water skin, but just uses the water around her to create like this really cool closest thing to like a sword whip I can think of, just because it's like bladed and it's it's you know a whip. So mm. it's that, and slices the vines away, and then you know tries to retreat and. Aang does a really cool thing where he's, I guess, just get, like sucks in, or not sucks in himself, but he's able to like push the vines away with air, which is awesome, creating like a little field, <laughs> a little bubble. Gets out of there and keeps getting just uh, keeps getting like wrapped around his leg and keeps falling. Man, like take a drink and or shot every time a shot of orange juice or lemonade. How about that? A <laughs> shot of really, really. Not hard, but really carbonated lemonade. Uh, every time uh, somebody falls down, this episode. Yeah, you'll be you'll be having heartburn for days. Yeah, your um. your mouth and and eyes and face will just be puckering up. <laughs> oh, but what's there, there's kind of an interesting shot as we cut away from Aang. We see that I guess like the day comes and the mist clears just as before we transition. I thought that was kind of a pretty shot. Yeah, they survived the night. Night survived. Yeah, night survived. And then we cut over to one of Appa's footprints. Or, yes, from the previous, from the previous scenes. This time yeah. being observed by, well, how do we describe these two folks or these fellows? Uh, yeah, how do you describe them? They're, uh, <laughs> um, they're the people who dwell in the swamp, the swamp dwellers. They like to wear um, uh, leaves as hats, like in that that epic movie. Was it called Epic? Do you remember? Yes, it was called Epic, which nobody's <laughs> going to remember. Nobody's going to remember that. Except us. We're doing a commentary on that, by the way. Oh, okay. I've got it on Blu-ray. So there you go. I'm, pre- I'm prepared. <laughs> uh, but yeah, these two guys, they seem a little bit... Uh, how would you describe their intelligence level? Simple-minded... Yeah, they kind of remind me of the hunters at the beginning of uh, the Return of the Swamp thing. Return of the Swamp thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, those those buds. Yeah, those, yeah. I cannot forget those larpers. And speaking of hunters too, they they want to. It turns out that they're looking for dinner, and they recognize this footprint as some potential food for them. So what we have here are a bunch of musicians. All right. These these here folks are some musicians, and they're uh, off to go to a hoot nanny, and all that happening stuff. The problem being is that these two were selected to find themselves some grub for the hoot nanny, because when you bring mm. go to a hoot nanny, you always gotta bring food with you, uh, and it's random. It's it's a cast lots and stuff like that. It's, it's how you find <laughs> stuff. And so they're just like, well, shoot, we kind of re- wasted our resources like grinding a bunch of like animals out in this area so we got to find something else wait what's this they just happened to stumble across a footy print a big footy print that they've never seen before mm. they're like hmm i wonder what that is this must be something here new and so for some reason which i thought the swamp was going to somehow cover up said footprint probably not because it might be sentient um do these fellows here start the tracking of this beast because uh, it probably didn't go far yeah, and we'll see uh, what happens with them as, as the episode goes on. But I do want to highlight there's a little bit of pretty good animation um, with a nice close-up on Momo as we see this little fly going around him. And he just keeps turning and looking at it. And I thought that animation for Momo looked super-duper crisp there. Like, you can tell they put a lot of attention to that that one little moment there. Oh, yeah. No, there was some nice animation there. Yeah. And then Momo, and this is super fun, I think. Momo just kind of goes off for a little bit and lands on this like crocodile beast. And then we get a little kind of chase scene. Uh, I thought that I thought all that stuff was fun. Just a nice little, I don't know how to describe it. It just felt different than a lot of usual avatar stuff. Getting this stuff with just Momo and Appa. Yeah. More of these scenes really where they're the C-3PO and R2-D2 of the, of the cast. Yeah. For, for some, thankfully they don't talk or at least they don't talk in uh, human speak. <laughs> Um, and so he lands on the, yeah, he lands on them, their old cat gator, 
which I think <laughs> takes the uh, even though there's that cute little screaming like what was it chicken yeah whatever that thing was something or whatever chicken yeah. pigeon I don't remember they say it later I actually forgot you know that thing's a little that little critter's cute and there's also the elbow leech uh, I gotta give the uh, cute animal of the episode to the cat gator because it's cross between a alligator and a uh, catfish and it looks really cute yeah that thing's cool yeah i just like alligators and crocodiles in general as well yeah now's the part of the episode when we start moving over to the uh the event horizon uh part um, we start seeing some creepy flashback things going on or maybe not flashbacks explain well if, if anyone's ever seen event horizon um the threat is that the, the people approach this ship and then they start seeing like pieces of their past, except they're kind of scary and, and different. And that's kind of what the, the horror is. These people encountering things from their past. And I feel like that's kind of what they're doing here as well with uh, Katar seeing her mom. And when she turns it around, it's just some like branch and it gets more creepy when we get to the soccer part. I think even if it's maybe not played for creepy, I think it's just, kind of uh ghostly seeing the poor deceased ua again it's like oh poor ua <laughs> well i'll say this is <laughs> like when 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 katara sees her mom which by the way i know her and sokka's mom first time we've seen you know the mom by the way oh first instance at least at least her back oh that's interesting i didn't think about that she looks very similar to katara yeah, I hope that's not what she looks like, but we'll wait and see. Uh, we don't even know what uh, as far you know Zuko's dad looks like. Mm. We don't know know what Ozai looks like. Well, we sort of do if you saw the statue in the previous episode. But anyway, um, I mean, May doesn't. My excuse me doesn't look like her mother. So where's it May? I don't remember now. Um, doesn't look like her mom. So that's potentially there. Um, but yeah, she's, she turns around, she sees her mom and she's like, how dare you swamp? You made me feel emotions again <laughs> or feel bad memories. Speaking of bad memories, that's when we cut over to Sokka and yeah, we see the ghostly, the ghostly UA floating in there. So right. Uh, wait a second. 10 58. There it is. Oh boy. I guess I'll try to try to find this too. <laughs> Oh, the, uh, the Clayton Clayton shot. There's your Tarzan ninety nine reference right there. Yeah, it goes right around the neck. They they did it, and he's and he's got a machete as well. Oh yes, there you go. Yep, there you go. It's it's a direct reference right there to Tarzan, even though that wasn't a swamp, that was a jungle. <laughs> <laughs> but even still, those some I that's the most random reference you'll ever find. Just like that one scene that you almost couldn't show, but. It's right there. I was like, I was just shocked. I was like, oh my goodness, what's going on? Like that much oxygen he lost, he's gonna probably gonna start seeing things. <laughs> well, I don't know if he lost that much. He was only in there for like half a second. That's but... true. Yeah, of course. But you know, he's starting to see visions of, oh, I don't know, his previous yeah, love interest. Yeah, love interest. Can't say can't say girlfriend because we don't know how long they were uh, together for. Yeah. And do you have any any comments for that little little moment there? Um. I got two quotes. You left me to die. And you couldn't save her. 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 Are you going to explain what this, what that says? Or you left me to die is from Arkham city DLC. Uh, Harley, Harley Quinn's Revenge when spoilers the Joker dies um, and it was a line referenced earlier to Batman when after the fight at the asylum in the previous one or the previous video game excuse me uh, where he left the Joker to die with the uh, Titan formula inside of him um, but he it was then used to because you know it was heavily hinted at that the Joker was going to die in that game uh, at least foreshadowed excuse me and then the You Cannot Save Her is a reference to the game Dishonored, and I hope Johnny finds this you know, when he's playing. Uh, there's a note you can find in either the uh, Limbo, or I think it's Limbo, I forget the other where the uh, outsider resides, but in that world where he resides, um, there's a note you can find, and again, uh, somewhat spoilers, 
you're the royal protector of that game and the empress you protect is killed in the beginning and there's a note you can find some point uh in the game in this other otherly world that says you cannot save her and it's repeated for like six lines oh, okay <laughs> well well there you go very random yeah but uh continuing for the episode then we cut over to ang's vision and yeah it's this this little girl in a dress and her flying pig companion i'm gonna name her not ming yeah and ang names her not know who this is because he seems very confused and yeah, we see him doing his Tarzan routine as he's trying to chase after her. Yep. And for some reason, she's accompanied by a pig. Flying. Yeah, a pig with angel wings. There's swine flu in the air. Oh no, more more diseases of the swamp. You, you know, you need some vaccinations before you go in. I don't think vaccinations is going to help because given that it's, you know, vaccines are just resistance boosters, um the swamp will overpower said resistance boosters if you go by D D logic yeah and speaking of uh overpowering we see that our two little swamp hunters have now brought two others with them and they're going over the water looking for their prey and poor appa he sees them and he's like i don't know what this is something in my path like what's this and i thought that was kind of a cute little scene with the momo like looks over like eh? like what's that possum chicken that's what it was all that you know little critter that was screaming that little owl oh, fat yeah. owl little being was not a possum chicken because the possum chicken was actually hanging above us as we sh- panned down and saw you know the two groups meet where uh the hoot nannyers uh brother hoot nanny hunters brought uh two other boats as you said uh, it's not the rest of the band but it's certainly members of the hoot nanny they're like listen we we got a trail they showed them the, the tracks and they're like all right you got something here so they all are we're just like all right let's let's go and uh, catch this here beast because he seems like a big one yeah, i do think there's a nice little piece of uh comedy timing because momo and Oppa are just like looking like what's this and then once they say oh we're just fixing to eat you it just cuts back to a different like a flat shot and then we just see a oppa turn around and run away <laughs> or swim away i should say so- Sort of fly run yeah. away. <laughs> I just thought that was a funny uh, shot. Just he was fine until he, he heard that and he's like, oh, okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> so, you know, he and, and he really does a cool thing where he like kind of strides on the water where it's like a boat, real life boat where he like hits the mm. waves or what. It's really cool. I, yeah. I, I like that little piece of animation. But then the uh, Hoot Nannyers, they um, like that either vine or tiktok where that guy once was able to start himself up with a ripcord and he literally like flew um so do these guys somehow start swinging their arms and not like they were conor mcgregor and move the boat with uh with the water Mm -hmm. so these here are water menders interesting yeah i thought that was a cool reveal uh nice uh maybe unexpected uh surprise Given that, you know, swamps are, you know, filled to the brim with water, as we pointed out, you'd expect that, again, as we said before, we would see earthbenders. Didn't expect waterbenders. Yeah, fun new side to the, the waterbending group, because we've seen a lot of ones that just exist out in the Arctic, or the uh, or North Pole, or whatever, <laughs> South Pole. We've seen them in the Arctic and the Antarctic, we've now seen them in the swamp, and yet, and yet, here's hoping... We see them as a Polynesian culture, as something like Moana, where they are by the sea. Yeah, that'd be cool. They are on tropical islands or something like that. That is what I'm not saying is needed. That is not that is not needed, but that would be certainly cool uh, if that were the case. So then we go back to Aang, still chasing after this girl wanting her uh it's a vision because this is not Meng. he's has a vision of her because we've seen Sokka and Katara have these visions of people in their past and so we see that Aang kind of I guess maybe has uh, some small feelings for Meng, eh Oh, I'm not sure why you're going to Mang. I don't, I don't see any resemblance. He really, he really did. Like, I don't know, I don't know what's going on there, but like, some somehow he's just like, maybe he was, maybe he was saving second thoughts with Katara about Katara, because you know, maybe it didn't really go well when they were in the cave of two lovers. So maybe he was just thinking back to another girl his age, not 112, but you know, 
close to his age, so he's thinking of Meng again. Maybe you know, maybe something's going on there. I don't know if I see it, but but poor Ang also doesn't see Katara as he smashes right into her. Oh yeah, it goes around the corner, and then you know, as they you know start tipping and falling and scooting, do they uh, run to Sokka? Or sorry, more like fall into Sokka. Yeah, the three dominoes all all go down. Bing bang boom, and. <laughs> Yeah, they all have a little moment of being together and they kind of reflect on, hey, like, what did we see in this weird swamp? Like, I just saw my mom. I just saw poor dead Yue. And they don't have too long to ponder on, like, what does all this mean? Before yes. that's when the swamp beast arrives. Yeah, especially when Katara, when Aang mentions the girl and Katara doesn't even bat an eye. Yeah. It's like, oh. It's like, okay. <laughs> doesn't give that eyebrow. I'm just like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, these visions, you know, they're 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 certainly talking about it, and unfortunately, the visions didn't show them. Well, it's the thing though that they realize that upon reflection of these visions, do they realize they're inside? Not even inside, but they're right next to the center of the swamp. Mm. Yeah, the center. That sounds like something uh, familiar. I <laughs> if, I I tell you what, if that was what this was, that's <laughs> that get out of there. Get out of there right now. Yeah, and uh, a center beast arrives with a creepy wooden mask. Oh, no. Starts the attack. Oh, no. That makes perfect sense. It was the center all along. Yeah. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. Of course it was. (laughs) And I don't know if you saw this, but this this swamp beast and his kind of uh, viney body was making me think of a certain something from a certain uh, Tartakovsky uh, Clone Wars. We're getting to that. <laughs> We're going to get to that shortly. We're going to talk about it. We will talk about it. But first, I got to bring up the fact that it also has um, Swamp Thing Syndrome in it. What does that mean? <laughs> Where it just tosses. <laughs> it. It's just tossing instead of just slamming it on the ground or, you know, just putting Sokka underwater. Because once again, Sokka is the Avatar and every thing of nature and and critters alike even this spirit monster um loves him and so therefore always gotta like have his attention or have it near their vicinity and for some reason this this big old creature is not putting him underwater (laughs) and trying to kill him i'm surprised by that um or you know somehow suck out the water within his veins yeah and speaking of water we get a pretty cool fight with katara uh, versus the the swamp bc what's your take on it i just think uh she looks really powerful there and i like the way that she like blows up his arm and one side or shoulder and we see little vines connecting that was especially make me think of that clone wars thing but even just controlling the waves i thought all that stuff was pretty cool uh it was you know she certainly has we, we certainly see her um being a little more creative, especially with her surroundings. Again, she's uh, in an environment where she'll shine because again, yeah. it's a swamp. Much water is everywhere. Uh, very moist. Also probably very muggy and humid, mm-hmm. but they don't talk about that. Um, you'd think they would all want to all want to strip, but certainly not because again, the, uh, the buggos and the bacteriums will come in for them, but they probably already got malaria. So um, yeah. Her fight's really cool. Once again, very different from each last fight because you don't want to show the same thing twice or else it becomes monotonous and boring and mundane. We don't mm-hmm. want that. It's routine. Uh, so uh, one one scene will be really cool later on when we, uh, we'll we get to it though, of course. But yeah, she gets tossed after the... Um, I don't, if you haven't played Shattered Dimensions yet but the uh, or Web of Shadows yet, but like there's... Um, where the, the the spirit monster there like shoots out a bunch of tendrils or vines at the uh, Katara, I just thought of like an attack from Web of Shadows and Shattered Dimensions. You'll know what I'm talking about when you see it. <laughs> it's a little chest burster almost. And then, of course, at about fifteen fifty four or whatnot, do we get the absolute cake uh, for at least you and I of Sokka being pulled into said creature? with the vines that's dirge right there yeah it looks super cool and uh yeah it's interesting how similar maybe wonder if some of the same people maybe worked on it or if they just had inspiration or i don't know but it did seem very similar yeah it wasn't obviously like directly 
related because like we see him like we we see it from his like ear side so we're looking at like at his face uh from like looking into his ear uh and so he's getting pulled i don't know what it's i don't know what the shot would be called but like from a side angle basically instead of when obi-wan got sucked in a dirge it was like from his face hmm. yeah I, I, I guess that's fair yeah oh but uh right in the middle of that action scene right after Sokka gets pulled in we cut back over like will he be sucked in or not what happens yeah tune in next time same Sokka. T- <laughs> but um, we cut over to another attack chase scene with uh oppa and the swamp vendors and uh yeah i don't know if i have much to say but you know that continues freaking momo gets like almost like kill in in this one yeah i guess that's fair i guess that's kind of cool seeing like he starts hucking away like you know people's clothes i think it was Sokka's clothes because of course (laughs) um poor Sokka. somehow like gets a rolls uh like a nat 20 on throw or i guess would be strength check and then like (laughs) hucks like you know a bag or something like that at um a guy blinds land, shirt lands right on the uh steerer of the uh, of the boat there and causes the boat to crash again return of the jedi and mm. then we see him like almost an accurate reference where he starts flit like skidding on the water it's like good grief as like an adult that's scary since i've done that myself as well where you know we're, we're, we're tubing on a on a boat and Bud's going like fast and whatnot and rips a corner and you like you get flung off and you literally like like a rock skip and skid along the surface it's like it's something like your body's just ragdoll and it's like that's something else mate <laughs> i don't think you've ever felt that feeling eh? i guess no. yeah you've never experienced that but it's something else man like you just get whiplash and like man it's something else oh no whiplash it sounds terrible so that's what rocks feel like when we skip them on the walk across the water oh but um and then oh yeah i'm sorry then yeah momo gets his sorry yeah he gets his comeuppance and you know all that 20s mean that you got to get a nat one at some point and of course he doesn't look behind him to realize uh as oppa is still you know blitzkrieging and bull rushing away from these here hoot nanny hunters um he smacks right into a tree not like the ewok in return of the jedi uh when it was on the speeder bike there but and then, fortunately for the hoot nanny, well, unfortunately for the hoot nannyers, or fortunately for them, unfortunate for Momo, does he catch him straight in a bag like he was expecting that? Yep, he read the script. Yeah, and then we cut back over to the fight with um, Spirit Monster. The Spirit Monster, thank you. And yeah, now Ang's finally got his second win, and he joins into the battle as we uh, as Sokka disappears into the mass. And again, I think this is one of the more cool fights. Maybe I just like monsters better than just, uh, you know, other human opponents. Maybe that's kind of my, what captures me more. That's fair. Um, especially with like giant monsters or kaijus. I could, I could totally see yeah. that. I don't know. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm, I, I don't mind that, but I, I do, prefer, I don't know why I like, I like uh, humans versus humans for some reason. Hey, that's fair. But yeah, I like what Aang does where he's like, remember that tornado from earlier? I'm going to tornado you. And so he's like, tornado is the spirit monster and gives it a bad hair day <laughs> um and then to free Sokka, katara comes in and freezes the uh vines around him and then just shoots herself through it with a geyser of water puts a hole through it it's freaking awesome yep but then of course uh because uh unlike dirge this actually is smart um uh, smart but um the ability to it has the ability to regenerate uh, but instead of it, you know, just coming out of nowhere, it's actually drawing forth vines from the swamp itself. So therefore, there's mass. It's lost mass, and now it's just regaining mass by calling forth and absorbing more mass. Mm-hmm. Gets the gets the thumbs up. Maybe not a thumbs up. I'm not. I am not a uh, licensed. Maybe not licensed. I am not a uh, studied physician or uh, physicist. Excuse me. So I don't know. But at least gets my uh, thumbs up of my uh, undiagnosed. Um, or whatever it is. Uh, I'm not a scientist. Uh, I'm not a scientist. Appro- thumbs up approval. Um, but eventually they, uh, Katara does her little chop things and she manages to slice it enough. Did, did you already mention the chop bits? I feel like maybe. No, I was about to. After Aang gets thrown away again. Oh, okay. And go ahead, again, lands face first in the swamp and he's just like, what the heck? But then, then she starts like... 
you know, waving her arms around like a windmill uh, and making these really cool like water rings. And just again, an onslaught because there's infinite water here, basically. So it's just like, you know, water after water after water. And the creature itself can't uh, contain itself and starts to just, I don't know, just falls apart and can't keep itself together. It needs like somebody to hold it back. And uh, well, it turns out there might be somebody inside. Mm. Whether trapped or Wizard of Ozingness again, um, we don't know. Yeah, and honestly, this this part plays a little. I thought it played a little bit lame. Not the reveal. It was just like he was like, "Oh wait, you're the Avatar. Oh, come with me." And they're like, "Oh, sh- should we go with him?" Oh, okay, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No, you're, you're. I think you're right on that. Of like. All of a sudden, like, wait, no explanation of what just happened. The fact you were stalking us for like however long. Yeah. Yeah. And something about the performance, I think, is what doesn't quite sell it. Just the deliveries of that guy, whoever that is. I don't know. Something just feels a little odd. That's why I went to the I am the walrus, because he seems like a weird hippie again. (laughs) (laughs) For those who didn't get the reference from earlier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sokka is all about like, once again, just the straight man of like, there is no mystical nature to this swamp. Mm-hmm. And this man is like, nah, you see here, bud, there is, let me tell you why. Yeah. And I do think the, uh, the giant tree, this beautiful, huge tree. And he's talking about, you know, re- the roots go across the whole swamp and it's all connected. But just the image of that giant tree was making me think of, uh, my neighbor Totoro. I was thinking more like one of the, even though it's not in the same shape, I was thinking more of a, some of the trees from Nausicaa. I could see that too. It was just like the uh, the, the shot when we kind of see them on it and it's this giant root and they're all standing right by it. Oh yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. When the when, when May falls down the root and then like lands on Totoro's stomach, like yeah, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, but this weirdo guy, I mean, I don't know about this this, this scene with him. It's just a little, it was a little bit of a anticlimax, I thought, for this episode. But You think it came out of nowhere, potentially? Um, it's just this one had such a cool, kind of scary vibe to it. To kind of end on this weird hippie being like, oh, everything's so great, man. We're all together. Well, unfortunately, we don't get a, it's, it is a, he is a hippie, but he's not so much in, he's a, he's a wise old hip, hippie, or at least, you know, has been around. But he also gives advice that's very similar to another green theme fellow of like, you know, how basically all life is connected and that we're all the same, you know, the rock, the tree, the ship. Uh, maybe I'm missing the uh, the reference. He speaks in riddles, as, oh. you know. I get you now. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> to drive the point home, we literally get like a direct reference there as we see the environment he describes in the swamp and then he goes and tells Aang to lift the uh lift up the x-wing i mean (laughs) oh that's my favorite part of the episode when he lifted that yeah it's the best part it's it's (laughs) the best part of star wars right there (laughs) oh but um it also devolves into a little bit of um what's it called uh exposition you're just like let me explain what your visions were the, the swamp were connected to everyone including people who are dead and and ang the one that you saw was maybe connected to your future i was a little bit like okay <laughs> but not to knock it too much i wasn't that bothered it's only like five minutes but it did feel like a little bit like i was a little bit less into it during this part but that's uh that's fair well let's see i mean he does give the idea of like you know time is illusion and so is death mm-hmm. that's interesting now again did the while the visions did set this up did the characters show that they were thinking about when Sokka said he was thinking a lot about ua did we see that in was that inferred or is that retroactively stating that through episodes one to now he's been thinking about ua's death or uh transference transcendence (laughs) I think it came up in the Avatar state, but I don't think we've seen it otherwise in the previous two episodes for this one. That's the thing. And the same thing with Katara's mom. She's probably been thinking about Grand Grand and potentially the fact that, you know, her grandmother 
came from the water northern water tribe potentially that like brought back memories of home and well what was home her mother uh and her mother's not here now since she's died so is uh, but we but obviously she says she's thinking a lot about her mother i guess we'll just have to give her that especially since she said that (laughs) back in season one if i recall book one excuse me and then as for you know not mang well that's just because you know if, if Ang's gonna see not Meng at some point. <laughs> oh boy! Oh, I, I, I'm at the uh, kind of final, the Ewok celebration part of the episode. <laughs> After it's revealed that um, Katara's like, "Oh wait, you guys are waterbenders!" Like, yeah, like, and Ang touches the root to find where uh, Appa is, and discovers that these guys captured him. You're going through a lot. Of, you're you're just going through a lot of stuff, aren't you? <laughs> Like skipping a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, I don't know if there's much to say about it, but I just wanted to say because uh, I didn't realize that one of those catfish gators was hanging out with them there. Yep. I was like, oh, that's cool. He was. So Aang does a really cool thing that I wish he'd done more of and or, you know, I, I like the fact, I, I don't know, I just love this kind of power where he becomes the ultimate hunter where he uses uh, as a conduit or a medium, the swamp itself as a, as a medium or conduit to locate where Appa and Momo are. Um, given that now, is this like a deus ex machina where like, you know, the, the, sw- the, the, the this here swamp bending fellow uh, told him that. Um, Cause it seems like, because he himself reached a point of enlightenment, he himself, a non avatar can do it. I think that's cool. That's one of those, it's the first time we kind of see potentially um, across. How, I don't know how I put it, but just like an ability that anybody can reach if they reach enlightenment. It's a weird thing where like anybody, I guess, could do it. I don't even know if like a non-bender could do it, but like it makes me wonder if uh, Uncle Iroh can do it or not, given his, you know, very laid back personality. I'd also love to see what um, this here fellow and Uncle Iroh would, uh, would do if they were together. Probably something really cool. But my answer will have to wait for one point because Aang's got to free his uh, his both his uh, his his animal children because uh, they're the Hute Nanny's going to begin soon uh, as they're celebrating the two you know swamp bending folks and so uh, yeah, they they attack uh, these these swamp benders and uh, well yeah the obvious realizes that wait there's a water bender here what's going on here. Even though she should have realized that, you know, the swamp bending dude was also a waterbender. Oh, wait, his name's Hugh. Okay. Hi, Hugh. How are you doing? Uh, see, this is what I skipped. I don't know if there's much, much there, but. Uh, it's just me commentating on stuff that, you know, people don't want to listen to. <laughs> yeah, but I do, uh, I do like their little dinner celebration. I do like um, Qatar recognizing like, oh, here's this branch of waterbenders I didn't know. I'd never heard anything about. This is kind of interesting. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, of course, Sokka, he's always the butt of the joke, picks up the food, but it's this like creepy bug. And uh, he's like, ah, I don't know about that, but he eats it anyway. <laughs> the animation on that, by the way, is just perfect. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's cartoon, but I like that. Yeah, I thought it looked cool, too. I also love the conversation she has with, uh, I think it's Dew, um, or whatever his name is. Um some of the swamp folk and they they talk about like, Oh, Hey, yeah, we're like, we're both waterbenders from the North or the South. Sorry. He's like, huh? Didn't think about that. Um, you guys got like, you, know, you guys got a swamp there. Nope. No wonder you left. Yeah. I thought that was fun too. I like that bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's, this is around the time when that mystery comes up again. Cause they're like, oh, like how'd you, uh, how'd you make that tornado happen? And then the creepy uh, Yoda stand-in is like, I just bend the water in the, the vines. I don't do anything about weather. And they're all like, what? Oh, <laughs> it's not like I can't make a water spout sprout appear or anything like that. Water spout, yeah, water spout appear at all. Uh, yeah, and it seems like, oh, I, I guess there's a, a mystery for the episode, but there's still one more to go. If you want to uh, jump into that scene, yeah, of course. After, you know, the swamp just, like, smacks that screaming owl pigeon away. Chicken <laughs> thing, I don't know what you want to call it. Um, 
yeah, apparently the swamp was alive, even though Sokka kept trying to disprove the fact that it wasn't. So, again, Sokka's the Avatar. Um, we cut to a full moon. Whether that means something or not is beyond me. Uh, uh, probably just a nice image. <laughs> nice image, of course. And then we see... Uh, we cut back. Well, yeah, here you describe it, sir. Yeah, we see that that guy that we saw earlier, the uh, the the guy who likes to make people dance like a monkey with his swords. And as he's walking along, something takes a takes a dislike to him. Perhaps dislikes the way that he handles his blades. And suddenly, a blue spirit attacks and knocks him into some uh, I don't know some like cardboard barrels or something. And then... <laughs> conveniently placed boxes. Yeah. <laughs> And then once he's on the ground, he picks up the swords and he's like, nope, you don't get these anymore. You lost your sword privileges. And we all go, wait, the blue spirit's back. And then the episode ends. So <laughs> there's my explanation. Payoff. <laughs> and scene. That was the swamp. The swamp. All right. Uh, go to 2331 just to clear the air. 2331. Do and though that's what their names were. Okay, love their names. Ah, uh, what am I looking at here? The voices. Okay, voices. Who's the second to last person? Uh, Jesse Flower. Who voiced May? Oh, that's. Oh, now I see why. Okay, <laughs> for her giggle. So, Caleb, <laughs> what did you think of the swamp? Oh, uh, this one. The first time I watched it, stood out a lot. I love the aesthetic. I love the little bit of the horror. Uh, element seeping in i'm a big horror fan and i think i just have a thing for swamps i mean uh i always love wetlands so being set in a swamp just immediately bumps this one up for me uh maybe has a little bit of a disappointing ending maybe but i think wrapping it up with the ewok celebration uh brings it all around so so really enjoyed this one even if it's filler i'll say um save for some animation that he didn't dislike jam good job this was a good, it's a good swamp that you guys portrayed here. And um, once again, I guess uh, another location uh, filler episode that I guess did it better than the great divide. They're <laughs> certainly, certainly trying to make up for that episode because I guess it was just in their minds after the negative reception from book one. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, I, I did enjoy this episode, whether it made reference to empire strikes back uh, and also, I guess, a bit of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Um, we go into this mystical place uh, or place that has some mystical properties to it, whether or not it's spirit world related or not. Uh, that kind of would have been cool if like it was in between the spirit world and here. So like or, or the real world where like things from there showed up like it was a crossroads. That would have been kind of cool, but obviously they couldn't do that. Mm. It's setups for things later on potentially the fact that they have um the three see those visions at least not just with ang but like katara and sokka i think that's set up for something that's going to happen later are we with sokka we don't know but but um i did like the inclusion of a brand new way of showing water bending uh in a different environment Mm. whether or not katara asked hey what I never knew that water could be used in plants. Is that ever going to come up again? How come, you know, I didn't think of that. <laughs> Does this mean that, you know, I, I am not a ma- Does that Does that mean that uh, Master Paku is not a master waterbender if he doesn't know this? <laughs> I, I've got no response for you. There's no, yeah, you don't worry. That's rhetorical. It's, it's <laughs> fine. There's, there's no answer to that. Other than we will see what happens and whether or not things will return uh all the setup and stuff will return to us later on oh uh, but yeah i think that's i think that wraps up the uh, the swamp i'm uh still looking forward i'm still very happy in book two i've been enjoying all these episodes so far and can't wait to get to the next one and uh any any final words from you over there if you and that person that sat uh two rows behind you in high school somehow ended up in a swamp and you started to see things from your past, especially that one time, that one occasion during said class where you were chewing gum and you flung it back and it landed in their hair. 
and they tried getting it out at the same time when they like rubbed their, they put stuck their pencil into their hair and started, you know, twirling it around. It got all messy and whatnot. And they gave you just the absolute like meanest look around. Do you say you're sorry? Till next time. that their reference from uh oh the song i am he as you are he and you are me and we are all together in this in a great big swamp world is that muppets or uh fraggle rock oh that's uh i am the walrus cuckoo (laughs) kachoo that's a good one that is uh (laughs) there's a reference i haven't heard in a long time This section of the podcast contains spoilers for all seasons of Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Spoilers. Enter at your peril. Listen to me, something terrible. Please, you're next, here they are. They're already here. Come, you're next. I'm going to say this right now, and especially because we haven't had a spoiler in a while, and either I've just forgotten to or (laughs) something else. I'm going to leave it right. I'm just going to say it right now. Where was this? Okay, it's sort of it. Okay, sort of. Where was this when Kuvira started? Uh, chopping down the spirit vines and the swamp in book four. What the heck? I'm calling it out right now. Obviously, the vines were going at, you know, all her exosuits, but like, for pit's sakes. My goodness, come on. Where was that tornado? Yeah, and I don't remember the answer to the tornado mystery, so. Well, I we're going to assume, I'm assuming, I'm not looking up anything at all. Okay, maybe I'm projecting here. <laughs> I'm projecting my opinion that it is the swamp itself like the swamp is either a living being because of i'm gonna say the spirit world being Mm. and it because it you know spirit energy is within these vines ergo i'm assuming it's a living being um and why it didn't do more or even have you know some of the uh animals protect it i have no idea we never saw that it was a quick thing but that always bothered me about that episode that's a episode we'll get to like far down the road but like (laughs) and i must also point out even though i'm gonna forget i'm gonna say it at that when we get to it but i'm gonna say it right now it's avatar right like james cameron's avatar for (laughs) for 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 once for once not even for once but it's so funny that avatar became avatar (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they didn't do anything with it oh do you mean the swamp episode in general or just kind of the spirit forest in general oh no i mean i mean the the episode in uh in oh. oh okay sure yeah that's yeah fair. that one was literally li- like same exact thing of like you know she's going to get a power source what guess what's <laughs> mm. guess what's you know in james cameron's avatar or right underneath a big spirit tree yeah that's that's certainly fair